my name is Sam Halperley and the character I played was called Gary. Uh, the casting, uh, if I remember rightly, it was um, Corinne Rodriguez. Who I, uh, she cast me in something called Open Fire uh, beforehand, uh, which was an early Paul Greengrass uh, TV film. And uh, she'd seen me for quite a few things and she, you know, I got to know her reasonably well. My agent was quite good and uh, charming, the older female casting directors. And um, she put me up for this. Um, and then also the fact that I knew uh, Ross Bowman as a friend anyway, he'd, he'd said, oh, I'll try and have a word with him as well, see if we can get you along. So that was, that was how I got there in the first place. Uh, when, when I first, first was cast, yeah, it was exciting because I remember going through the casting process. Um, I think it, I think they've cast it down in Jacob Street in their offices down there. And I remember dressing the part, you know, it was kind of borrowing an old wax coat that my dad had and a little flat cap and everything. Because the character I was going up for was a bit of a, a duck in a diving company geezer. Uh, and the main thing was about the greyhound. He was a greyhound owner and a greyhound racer. So I kind of dressed as, as I imagined that kind of would be. Um, so yeah, I was excited to go to the casting and then it came through and I got the job. I was like, oh, this is good fun. So, but then the problem is I didn't know anything about greyhounds. I had a dog, but I'd never had a greyhound. So uh, I went down to Catford Dog Track, which was still in existence then, and just spent, spent a night down there, you know, putting some money on some bets and just watching the people. And uh, it was stacked like a football stadium. You could all stand and just watch the dogs coming up. There'd be about 10 races throughout the evening. So that was my kind of character preparation for that. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was really exciting. And also knowing that I was going to be uh, in scenes with Ross uh, was good. So it wasn't too nerve-wracking. You thought, oh, I know where I'm going. I know who I'm working with. Um, I was fine. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd only, uh, we'd had a dog uh, all, all through my childhood. We had four, three or four cats at various times. So I always loved animals. Still got the cat somewhere around. Um, but I never worked with, uh, you know, close with the greyhound because obviously I'd seen him over there. Of the heath when I was walking the dog, and they're always quite nippy and fast, and you know, loads them were muzzled, so I was slightly wary about that. Um, but the dog, uh, when we actually filmed, was quite a small, uh, very gentle little creature. Uh, you know, it's never any trouble, really. Uh, the character, uh, like I said, he was, he was a mechanic in, in his day job. So um, I think when, he, when I got, first got introduced, uh, I'm working in the, in the mechanic, we're working on a car. And the main thing, that the character's introduction, I think, to the storyline, Kevin's storyline, was to help him uh, to, to mine Kevin's interest in poker. Because obviously Ross Bowman is a big poker player, and then he went back after that. Uh, his kind of success on London's Burnley, he went off and did a lot of poker playing with his brothers. And so I think they wanted to um, introduce that into the storyline, having his uh, poker habits. So this is the way to get into it. So they introduced the idea of uh, my character Gary having the dog and he was an old friend. And then he ends up losing the dog in this poker game. And so and they ended up calling it Blue Watch. And the crew called it Blue Watch and they, they try to run it as a dog, a racing dog to earn money for the, for the watch. And then at the end, he, Kevin's life situation changes so you have to come back and give it back to me. Uh, so that's a little kind of story arc of the character. 
well, like I said, I, I knew him already um, as a friend. He, he grew up locally to me in uh, in Archway, and um, also knew him from the rock and roll scene. We were both into rock and roll at the time, rocking scene they called it. Um, so I was familiar with him, and most on the scenes were mainly just with him. I didn't really work with any of the other crew. There are other actors around, especially in the poker scene. There was other people involved, but the focus was mainly on Kevin, the, the character of Kevin. So um, yeah, I was always I felt comfortable. Ross made me feel very at ease. He introduced me to all the crew, cast and crew, and yeah, so I felt like they'd kind of been introduced into a big family already. All the films are all the scenes, my scenes, are all filmed out on location. So either out on the street, uh, around a car, or for the poker game, was on a boat on um, Kevin's houseboat, which was uh, interesting. <laughs> it was down in, I think it was in one of the down in London docks, one of the harbours down there, the old docks, um, around near Jacob's Wharf, down the near um, on the south bank there, just past Town Bridge. Uh, yeah, but that was that was the funniest thing, just because it was such a tiny location. The ceiling was really low. Uh, the whole crew uh, packed in. There was a quite a big cast around the big poker table. Uh, maybe uh, me, and Ross, and maybe three other guys, uh, extra extras who were in the scene. Or they weren't necessarily. They had other uh, a few lines as well. But everybody was packed in, and it was you know smoking away as well. So there's the whole thing with continuity cigarettes. I had a little guy next to me breaking off cigarettes every time we had to do the retake. So the cigarettes were the same length every time. So that was in kind of an eye opener. He said, no, 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 stop, no, stop. No, he's another broken cigarette. Another one. The place was full of smoke. Yeah, quite, you know, that's when, when you could smoke indoors still. Uh, I remember it being very low. <laughs> one scene, uh, I think at one point I whacked my head on it. It's one of the beams above. And I, if I remember rightly, they, they ended up keeping it. It was, such a, it was like a silly outtake, so they, they stuck it on the, the end of rap party uh, outtakes to work with laugh at. <laughs> but it was an yeah, interesting location. Usually, I think I remember most of the time you just come in, uh, you, you're there for the day, and whenever your scenes are, they'll get you in for the whole day usually, and so you're around and they're ready, made up and costumed and everything, and then they'll just do your shoot your scenes. If it runs over, then they'll hold as long as they need to but uh, it was all they're all day scenes so um, I was just down for each day was a separate scene yeah the first the first two uh, were, were Jerry Mill directing and then the second two was um, James Hazelby both of them uh, charming lovely guys and um, Jerry Mill uh, was really kind afterwards uh, he put me on to another job in Heartbeat when he moved up there uh, he just out of the blue called up my agent and said John says you want to come up and do it Another kind of cheeky, chappy, dodgy geezer character. So I was really grateful for him for that. Uh, and then James Hazelden, I knew, I knew he'd been in the, starring in uh, London's Burning. So then when I saw him, some director behind the camera, I thought, oh, this is good fun. So because he was really, he knew the whole setup, he knew the way the whole crew worked. Uh, there was obviously a lot of banter and uh, winding each other up. And, uh, just a really friendly atmosphere. But, you know, totally confident that he knew, knew what they were doing. Uh, the costume, I think they wanted to show the the, uh, the contrast really because most of the time I was in a boiler suit, like a mechanic's boiler suit, uh, when I was working on the cars. And uh, to first first introduced talking to Kevin and everything, and then when it came to the, the poker scene, suddenly they put me in this ridiculous like uh, super flowery shirt, dodgy waistcoat, eighties kind of style, squiffed back hair and everything. So uh, uh, and a bit of bling. 
gold necklace and everything. I think they just wanted to show Gary showing off how flash he was, even though he was just a mechanic guy working with you know, dirty hands normally. But he turned out immaculate for the poker game. Yeah, yeah, I would have loved to have been a, a kind of returning character with the whole dog scenario, you know, getting involved. I mean, most actors would love to get in a regular run on, especially a, a good long running series like that. So, yeah, I mean, I was pleased that I came back at least those four times, but obviously, yeah, I would have loved to have uh, had more. Um, well, the one, like I said, the funny one about whacking my head on the ceiling, the whole crew bursting out laughing, and then they thought, right, we'll keep that one, we'll stick that one in the can later. And it wasn't until I went to the rat party at the end, uh, they had it down in Borough, just around the corner from Borough Market, uh, one of the old the big bar down there, and they were just showing, they'd linked up all of the silly outtakes, all the, all the gaffes and um, mess-ups all the way through it. My mum was in there, so I was quite pleased I made that cut. <laughs> um, uh, I got into it and initially. Uh, I went to university, uh, did, uh, ended up getting a biology degree to start with. I came out at the end of that, and I had so much of education, I was kind of sick of it really. I got away from school, four years at university because I almost got thrown out in the first year. I came out at the end and just started doing decorating, and uh, then I, I got approached by a um, a very fruity agent uh, I used to go down to Portobello Road, so in Westbourne Grove, suddenly this guy approached me and came up to me and said, oh, would you be interested in doing some modelling? So I thought, oh, okay, we'll see how it goes. And it turned out that he, he ran this little agency, and he put together little dance groups, and he said, I can get you your equity card. This was the time when you needed, if you wanted to go into the business, you needed an equity card, because it was a closed shop. Couldn't work without a card, so I thought, oh, that sounds all right. I can get my card and then maybe think about getting into acting. So we did this dance group. We got the equity card very quickly. It was about nine months, and then by then, because we'd been rehearsing things like dance moves and I'd done bits of acting, and then I got interested in the idea of um, actually doing some proper training. I went along to City Lit and at the time of doing evening classes and a summer school. So I did that for a, a year and a half, two years. Then I went to then I, then, then I got the bug, so I need to do more. So uh, then I went to the poor school, which was based down at King's Cross. It was where you could do uh, driver training in the evenings and weekends and still work during the daytime because uh, I'd already used up a grant for uni. And then from there on, uh, that was a two year course. I had a fantastic time, uh, loved it, really hard work, but really enjoyed it. And then from there, um, started getting, I think the first job was a, a bill coming out of there few of them and then just on my way for about 10 years which was great fun. Yeah that was with this uh, playing that was the first my first uh, experience on set um, just just playing a youth in the background uh, to this agent called Lo he was called Loftus Burton he was an actor originally and then he set up this little agency over in uh, North Westminster just behind the back of Portmore Road and he had connections they used to film Rockless Babies all around the back of the streets uh, in West London so he just got us along there. And that was a night shoot, and that was that was it was great. It was just I was being out in a car, waiting, and then shooting, being out in the streets, filming in the middle of the night. It, it was really exciting. So that's one of the reasons I got kind of inspired to get into more acting. Really. Well, no, um, I, I did the acting for about. I mean, I was enjoying my acting going through for about ten years, and then I started uh, having a family. 
and then the reality of life kicked in a little bit and I thought oh, I need to earn some regular cash because the acting is so um, uh, kind of hand to mouth, freelance work. Uh, so then I retrained uh, at the same time trying to keep the acting going as a teacher, primary school teacher, did my teacher training, uh, got PGCE and started working in the East End in Poplar in uh, Tahamit and I worked trying to do the acting and the teaching both same time and it became harder and harder so uh, it got to the stage I was having to go off sick days at school so I could go and do like shoot and pay of uh, doctors or something like that so phoning up saying oh sorry I can't come in today Mr Hartley your call please so it got a bit uh, untenable and so I stopped doing that and I went now I just do supply teaching and uh, in the last eight or nine years try to get back into the acting again which has is, been a while, been taking a while to get going, lots of short films, bits of, little bits of theatre, and then now uh, finally getting back, back to bits of TV again. So, recent episode of uh, Vera, and a few little short, like I said, films. So, yeah, yeah so, I mean, I've still got the buzz to do it, and I'm still looking forward to doing more in future. People will have me. Lovely to meet you, Andrew, and then talk to you as well, and, and drag out the memories from almost 30 years ago. Cheers.